Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Today, our guest is Tom Boley, a fishing guide, and in my opinion, one of the best YouTubers out there when it comes to ice fishing and fishing in general. Tom is out of the Hayward, Wisconsin area. Tom, thanks for joining the show. Yeah, thanks for having me back on. Hey, Tom, today we want to talk to you about late ice crappie fishing, and this is one of those times of year that's uh, almost as exciting as early ice fishing. I think people get fired up. They start uh, seeing warm temperatures out there and, and start seeing pictures of people pulling out some really nice fish. What's magical, what's special about late ice crappie fishing to you? One is just that it's a lot easier to fish in generally in March and April than it is uh, in the middle of winter. You know, you know, we got a whole bunch of ice here left in northern Wisconsin, and uh, these fish generally start staging up in a couple of predictable areas. And you can fish outside and hole hop, which always generally leads to catching more fish. So, you know, kind of those things combined makes it probably the best time of year for sure to be on the ice if you're chasing panfish. And one of the, the tough parts of it, one of the things I see online right now, everybody's wanting to know about ice conditions. In our neck of the mm-hmm. woods here, I'm in the metro, things have warmed up quite a bit. What kind of uh, warning or what kind of precautions should people take as they're heading out on the ice this time of year? Safety is always a big thing, obviously. I think late ice is more dangerous than first ice. You've got to be checking it a lot more. Um, and you can, you know, if you have four inches of good hard clear ice in early December, you know, it's, that's generally a lot safer than, uh, or visually it's easier to check that than it is to go out and check a lake that's kind of getting soft. But up here in northern Wisconsin, I know down south, you know, southern Wisconsin guys are pretty much already lost ice. But up here we still got, uh, we were out yesterday and we still had 26 inches. Landings aren't really getting soft yet, but we're having, you know, our warm-ups during the day are getting like 40, 45, you know, some days not quite that warm, but at night it's still getting down 17, 18 degrees. So we're not really losing any ice. We lost all the snow on top and it might get a little, you know, watery on top during the day, but it just freezes right back up at night. So travel's really good up here. Um, no snow on the ice and uh, landings are holding up great. So we got quite a while of ice fishing left up here. And uh, like anything else, you just got to check it bring a spud bar you know if it is getting real rot and you know once it starts really pulling away from the shorelines i don't go out anymore after that but as far as northern wisconsin goes access is good and we got plenty of ice yeah good things are still happening up there but um i, I know a lot of guys that i know are going out and they'll they'll you know wear a life jacket stuff as you're stepping on the ice just to kind of give themselves some sort of flotation in case they go down yeah having a float suit life jacket you know buddies with you obviously that stuff's always good to do good to do you talked about a little bit earlier uh fish are starting to move how how do uh what's the pattern as far as where crappies are going from kind of their midwinter haunts as the as the ice season progresses yeah so a lot of our fishing we do um really all winter long is basin oriented you know kind of that stereotypical you know several marks on the graph you're looking for suspended halfway down over 20 to you know 35 feet of water scenario is a lot of what we fish this time of year you generally start getting a lot better weed bite this time of year on a lot of these lakes. And there's kind of two scenarios that we run into the most on the ice as far as, you know, locating crappies goes. If you're fishing like a super deep, super clear lake with a lot of big basin, um, you know, where you get weed lines that are anywhere from five to 15 feet of water, those are generally lakes that we do more weed bites. And, um, you know, you're looking for basically a lot of times it's big north bays. It's a, it's a big spawning bays where these fish are going to push up into in a little while. 
even though it still looks like winter up here, um, it's the longer days, these fish know it's coming and they kind of start setting up accordingly to that. And then the other location we find a lot of crappies this time of year is still in the basin, still these suspended basin bites, but instead of just looking, you know, kind of checking every area, kind of your safest bet is a lot of times just to go outside a lot of these big spawning bays and uh, find that first deep basin and start kind of gridding that area out because that's kind of where they start setting up to move up. And when you're fishing those areas, how deep are you fishing? Yeah, most of your basin crappie bites are happening from, I would say, 20 feet of water to uh, um, probably about 35 feet. Most of the time you're looking for fish anywhere from, you know, 7, 10 feet down to kind of 20, 25 down. So those fish are kind of all over the water column that time of year. Yep. The nice part is, yeah, you mark, you know, you can just hit it with a graph quick and check, you know, the painful part about fishing weeds is that you kind of got to fish the holes or run underwater cameras to find those fish. Cause the marks are generally going to be a little bit more hidden and there's a lot more, uh, bluegills perch, a lot of small stuff kind of mixed in, in the weeds. So if I could only fish one bite, it'd be a basin bite, but there's a lot of lakes that have really good weed bites this time of year that are big fish related to. And when you're, when you're fishing those basin bites and, and you're dropping your sonar in there, if you're not seeing anything, you, you just move on or do you fish that hole a little bit and try to bring something in? Yeah, we just keep moving. Um, you know, there's a couple of different things you can do just with, you know, like pan optics now is a great tool for finding basin relating fish, stick it down the hole, turn it around and you can kind of see which way to drill. I kind of naturally drill so many holes. Generally when I get to a basin, I'm just checking them with a flasher quick. And if I'm not seeing fish, we're not dropping. And a lot of times, even if you're seeing one or two fish, you still might not be dropping. You're kind of waiting for that area where, you know, especially this time of year where you're looking at five, six, seven fish on the graph at a time. Mm -hmm. So you're covering a lot of ground. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So what type of, what are you using when you do find those fish? How are you fishing them? The presentations for basin and weeds are a little bit different. You know, basin bites, you're generally in deeper water. You're looking at trying to get down to fish very quickly and, uh, you know, hold their attention because they're in a big time area. So a lot of times we'll fish bigger tungstens. Like one I've had great luck with this year is uh, the Acme Tackle. It's a rattling Google Eye jig in a five mil. It profiles really big for like a five mil tungsten jig obviously tungsten so it gets down to the fish really quick and then we're throwing generally a bigger plastic on there a bigger profile something those fish can key on and they can see it in that you know more vast area of water now when we're fishing weeds a lot of times it's more finesse we kind of downsize a lot of times especially if there's bluegills in the area um, a lot of times that four mil three mil size and then a more of a finesse plastic like a panfish plastics chigger fry and uh very small movements in the weeds because a lot of times those fish are you know, finicky in a lot of these weed relating scenarios. And a lot of times those are community spots where um, you kind of got to be a little bit more finessey. And you, you both, you mentioned both spots, they're plastics. Have you moved away from live bait entirely? Yeah, I very rarely use live bait, um, especially over the basin. Very rarely. Some, I mean, we'll do some dead sticking, some tip down stuff, uh, which is effective. But a lot of times, you know, if they're biting jigs, which they pretty much always are, it's almost quicker just to, just to do the jig thing, unless you have very finicky fish. The weed thing, um, you can go back and forth there a little bit more from live bait to plastics. I have a lot of confidence in plastics. That's pretty much always what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of times in these weed scenarios, you have a lot of very small bluegills around, which unless you can decipher them on the graph or the underwater camera and just kind of pull the bait away from those fish, you just go through too many waxies a lot of times. What are some of the other advantages that you found with plastics? Yeah, you can catch a million fish on one. Uh, Re-rigging takes way less time. Um, you know, you catch fish, pop the jig out, and you're right back down, um, which is great, especially if you're fishing deep water, like a uh, basin bite. And just the ability to kind of do different stuff with it. I mean, you can go from anything that looks like a wax worm on there, 
Um, or you can go up to like a longer, thinner profile plastic, which makes it look more like a minnow when you kind of walk that jig. So that's kind of the biggest things in my mind that, you know, has really made plastics killer in the last probably six, seven years now. So you talked a little bit about the basin and, and what you're looking for in basins. You're kind of looking for the the mouth of, of a spawning bay. Is there something that makes one basin area better than another basin area? Yeah, a lot of times an inflow. Um, you know, there's been ice in northern Wisconsin on a lot of lakes since early November now. So any kind of added oxygen into the lake, like an inflow, um, a lot of times crappies will also spawn in areas if it's a little creek that comes in in a north bay. Um, so kind of a lot, a lot of times the easiest thing you can do is just, you know, look at your map, find the biggest 10 foot or less deep bay, go to the first spot that gets, you know, deeper than 20 or deeper than 25 from there. And a lot of times that's where those fish are kind of staged, ready to move up. And uh, once we lose ice here. That's a, that's a really good tip, Tom. We were talking weeds mm-hmm. too. What, what uh, is there a type of weed specifically that you're looking for that seems to produce better than others? I mean, clean weeds are always good, but generally what we find more times than not is that you're looking for kind of open spots next to very thick weeds. Um, like a lot of times if you have a big bay, that's kind of all fringe weed, you know, might be, let's say it's all five feet deep and you have just a lot of kind of trash dying weeds. That's, you know, a foot, two feet tall. You're looking for like a big thick stand of cabbage or a big thick cluster of milfoil. And you don't want, when you drop your flasher down the hole, you don't want the weeds to be like right to the surface. And you just kind of drill out to the edge and kind of work that edge because they're never going to be sitting right in that thickest stuff, but they like to sit right on the edge of it. One of the things that I've found when I'm fishing basin fish, it seems like they're all kind of uh, what I would call kind of run of the mill fish. Where, where do you find mm-hmm. kind of the, the trophy, the big fish? How do you lock in on those kind of fish this time of year? Yeah, it seems kind of lake to lake. You know, some of these lakes I'll have both these weed bites and basin bites going on. Other lakes will be more weed bite related. Other lakes will be all basin related. So um, it's something you kind of play around with. But I would say a lot of our trophy, bigger crappies, bigger bluegills we catch this time of year are definitely weed related. And are those as opposed to basin related? Yeah, are those fish kind of more loner style fish? Yeah, a lot of times they are. I mean, um, you're not. You're not, rarely are you looking at a graph in six feet of water that has several crappie marks on it. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, they might come through in a pair or something like that. But if you watch them on an underwater camera, which we drop the mark them down a lot and just kind of watch the fish come through, a lot of times it's single or double or kind of a loose group of three that kind of comes through. But uh, very rarely you kind of see that, you know, that classic school of 20 crappies swimming by like you would over the basin. How aggressively are you going after these fish as far as with your jigging motion this time of year? I mean, are they, are they picking up steam this time of year? Yeah, they definitely do. And another thing we didn't mention, which is kind of even more aggressive, that fish, you know, is killer for crappies this time of year, is like small rattle baits, mm-hmm. small blade baits, or uh, uh, some type of spoon too, which, you know, when fish get real aggressive or real finicky, we don't use a lot of that stuff through the course of the winter. But this time of year, especially over basin, those fish get really, really ramped up. And I don't know if it's because they kind of tend to stack a lot closer this time of year or what, but uh, we have a lot of success kind of fishing those more aggressive presentations this time of year versus uh, other times in the winter. Very cool. Are you tipping those spoons or those baits with any uh, metal head, that type of thing? Uh, the rattle baits, very rarely do we tip with anything. And kind of one thing you can do is, you know, like if you're fishing a tungsten, a lot of times guys have a tendency to want to be like, you know, six inches away from those fish on their graph. You know, they'll mm-hmm. see a stack of three fish and they put it almost flush to the top of that school. Yep. And if you hold the more aggressive bait three, four, five feet away from them, kind of up high, 
those fish get a lot more aggressive and are willing to climb the graph a lot quicker to chase something aggressive like that uh, versus sticking something right next to them and hoping they just come up a little ways and bite. Yeah, it's amazing how far they'll go. I was actually fishing a basin last week, and, I mean, they mm-hmm. were flying 10 feet up. I mean, you, you would see them, and they were they were just zipping up from, from 10 feet below the bait. So, uh, especially out in that clear water. Yeah, it's crazy, especially if you got clear water that they can see a ways. Yeah, it'll come up a long ways. Is there anything, Tom, that we haven't discussed yet that you think is important about chasing late-season crappies, late-ice crappies? Yeah, a lot of times it's a boom or bust thing. I mean, you cover, you just got to cover a ton of water. You know, that's kind of one thing that holds true all winter long. And a lot of times, especially if you have like a shallower style lake, you know, oxygen gets at its lowest time and it's going to be in the lake right now. You know, it's kind of right before you start losing ice. And uh, these fish definitely tend, you know, if in December you were catching them kind of across a large area, this time of year, expect them to be a lot more of those fish right in one corner and a lot less of them kind of spread out throughout the whole thing. So you just kind of, a lot of times punch, punch, punch as many holes as you can. And, you know, you kind of try to find that little corner of the basin or that corner of the weed edge that, uh, has most of those fish sitting on it. When you do find them, they're in there pretty solid. Yeah. And a lot of times they'll sit there all day like that. This is one time of year where you definitely see those stacks of fish sit still a lot more than uh, the rest of the winter. I saw a video recently where a guy posted down in the Onalaska area on the Mississippi River. Uh, he was looking for perch and dropped his camera down. And yeah. it was one of those spots like you were talking about. It was just like just a cloud of crappies. And he, he was spinning the camera around mm-hmm. just everywhere. So that, that's, yeah. that's yeah. cool. What else are you excited that's about the... this time of year, Tom, as, uh, as ice comes off? I've been keeping an eye on your channel, what's going on. What else are you excited about, Jason, during late ice? Yeah, you know, one thing that is kind of cool is, uh, I believe April 1st, I think it is, you might know, I think uh, they're opening up bass catch and release season in northern Wisconsin, which they have previously not done. And smallmouth are an absolute blast to catch late ice. They're very difficult to get them to bite early ice mm-hmm. and through the middle of winter. But uh, we absolutely pound them and, and we'll have days catching, I mean, 25 to 50 sizable smallmouth um kind of in late february and if you could fish them in march and april which will be the case in april this year and then all march and april next year it'll be phenomenal ice fishing for that so i really wish you know because they kind of turn more species into a catch and release thing like this during the the non-game fish fishing month because there would be some great opportunities but besides that i'm looking forward to getting back in a boat shortly (laughs) as i'm sure many are but. Yeah, things are starting to warm up. We had 60-degree uh, temperatures here on Sunday. It's cooled off back now, but uh, it did. It mm-hmm. was nice to get out Sunday and, and fish in, in just a long sleeve shirt. That was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. It is the season. So if people want to find more uh, about you, Tom, where do they find you? And uh, I think uh, it would be awesome for folks to get out on the water with you because when I watch what you got going on on YouTube, it looks like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. I'm in any form of social media, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, we do a ton of YouTube videos, kind of informationally documenting our kind of the whole season up here in northern Wisconsin and kind of wherever we're traveling. So um, look it up on there. If you see something you like, uh, you know, give me a call and we can get in the boat or get on the ice and catch some fish. Sure. It's Tom Bowley, T-O-M-B-O-L-E-Y, Tom Bowley Fishing. Thanks so much for joining the show. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.